Yibbity-heebbity. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right and all right. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, welcome to another episode of the Gonzo Bible Study. Uh, we hope you've been enjoying uh, recent episodes. We've had we've had a blast uh, being here in the study so far. Uh, Lord's been blessing. That's and right. Moving. He sure has. So, um, yes, appreciate what feedback we've received. And hey, love to hear from you. Really would uh, drop us a line. Uh, hey, send us an email. Whatever. We are we are open to hear from you, and pray that we're just being used of the Lord to bless you. That's that's what it is. We want we want you to be along for, for this ride <laughs> and and we want to be in the word as God would have us to. And we're just kind of feeling led to be in the 119th Psalm. I know we've been talking about waiting on the Lord and all that, but we, you know there's a couple things here that in that uh, the longest of the Psalms that we have, we know that the 150 Psalms of the uh, that we have in our Old Testament is uh, is the select portion that there were many psalms, mm-hmm. but uh, this is uh, these are these are the ones that fall in that category of being the inspired word, and so there is so much here. Um, the Lord Himself made reference to the Psalms of David mm-hmm. often in His public ministry. Uh, Brother Paul, uh, Luke, John, you know, um, mm-hmm. also. They play a major portion of those, especially who came up in the Hebrew mm-hmm. tradition. Yeah. And in the, because I mean, you talk about David, you're talking about the great king of the golden era, the, the man after God's own heart, mm-hmm. uh, who was a man's man. He, I mean, right. he was, and yet he was, um, he was that down to earth guy, too. Yep, the warrior poet. Yes. Oh, there you go. I like that. Warrior yeah. poet. Absolutely. And, uh, and so there, you know, there's, I think, I don't know if we'll get that far in this, I mean, in our discussion today, but looking at the, the two uh, opening segments of it, because it's interesting, the 119th Psalm is, is divided up according to, it's got sections according to the Hebrew alphabet, which is an interesting thing. So there's a, there's a symmetry uh, to all this. There's uh, some, a very interesting, um, a lot of interesting things about it. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he said, How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the way of the Lord. Um, and so, you know, how to be blessed. How to be blessed. And how, how is it that we want to be blessed in this day and time? You, you know, and, and some may be saying, Well, y'all have mentioned from time to time that we live in a fall, a sin-cursed and fallen world. We, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. But at the same time, God would would desire that you be blessed. You remember, uh, as Jesus clearly identified the enemy and and our the, as a thief, there in John ten and ten. Um, what what version do you have? Here? I have the amplified. You, look look at that. Look at that in the amplified. John ten and ten. For my keep oh, your yeah. finger. Um, yeah, let's let's scoot to the New Testament right quick if you don't mind. Yeah, I've got NLT. New Living Translation that I'm going to bring out here. In fact, I like the New Living Translation opening of the 119th Psalm. It says, joyful are the people of integrity. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to be known as a person of integrity, a man, a woman of integrity, a young person of integrity? Well, you know, I think God expects that of us. And God is looking to us to be the leaders of our, of our society mm-hmm. and our culture by being the, the kind of people of, of uh, integrity and in John chapter 10 
Uh, and I, you know, this is this is not the version I usually look this up at. But he talks about who who the thief is. He clearly identifies the the yay and the nay. He identifies the the light and the dark, the positive, the negative. And it starts with the negative. He says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. My purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. Now, how does how does it render? Um, Starting off very similar, it's um, the thief comes only in order to still kill and destroy. I right. came that they may have and enjoy right. life and have an abundance to the full till it overflows. So it's you know they're they're again speaking of the abundance that he came. Um, you know it's interesting how you know in this when Jesus is speaking yeah. he starts off he starts off by identifying who he is. Exactly. You know, he starts off not just immediately talking about the, the thief, but he says, look, I am the door. I am the door. Anyone who go. enters through me Amen. will be saved, will live, will come in, and he will go out freely. He will find the pasture. He will find the place of rest. He'll find, you know, he'll find where he's supposed exactly. to be. So he clearly identifies, first of all, just understand this. Those that came before were thieves and robbers. But I'm the door. Yes. That's literally how those verses flow there. Um, you know, and the the tendency, I think, a lot of times mm -hmm. um, is to always hearken and harp on the thief. And it's always to, to always be caught, you know, caught up in what the devil can do and what the yeah. devil may do and what yeah, it all, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and oh, yeah. while all that is true and we are not, we don't need to drop our guard. No. We also need to realize that we as believers who have already entered the door and are residing in that, that, uh, parabolic pasture, as it were, that, 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 I like that, that, <laughs> that Jesus is referring to. We're on the other side and Jesus is the, the captor and the convictor and the defeater of the devil. Yes. And so we're, we've already entered in through Christ. And so mm -hmm. Christ mm -hmm. is that door that has permanently shut us off from the devil. So long as we are residing in him, there you go, existing in him. You know, and, and that is that is something here to acknowledge is the fact that, yeah, the, the thief is there and he's yes. waiting to kill and destroy and steal what he can from you. But at the same time, those who reside in Christ are already stepped through the door. We've yes. already we've already we're now yes. property of the victor. And if you've ever seen if you've ever seen a prize fight or an MMA fight or a boxing match of any sort. Uh, in fact, Mandy and I delve, delved into this Korean uh, physical competition last night that hit Netflix. It's kind of crazy, but it's all about, <laughs> okay. it's all about assessing the capabilities of the human body and the, the power that can be harnessed and, and pit against one another kind of in gladiatorial style battles. Um, we don't have to wrestle the devil that way. Hey, man. Well, thank God. <laughs> and if you and if you've ever seen a fight, what I, the, what I was getting at was, yes. if you at the end of any fight, there is a victor and there is a defeated. Mm -hmm. And the devil entered into the ring with Jesus over that three day period there, as far what we refer to as a crucifixion and resurrection, and yes. and, and he defeated death, which is the devil's most powerful weapon. He defeated death right then and there. And what we're waiting yeah. for is the final judgment to come upon devil, but he's, he's a defeated man. And if you've watched a fight, you know that the p defeated man, 
they, they walk out and they're kind of demoralized and all that, but sometimes they'll take petty jabs saying, oh, well, he, he won by a technicality, or I wasn't really knocked out, or whatever it is, but they're, they're confused a lot of times, especially if they've been knocked out and beaten up really hard. The person that's been defeated isn't quite understanding the breadth of it. And most of them don't understand it until they get to the next fight, until they try to step back in the ring, especially with the same opponent, and they don't have it. It's not there anymore. It was taken from them. Mm. That's a lot of times what happens when we talk about physical combatant sports and stuff is a lot of times people who have truly been defeated don't realize they were defeated until they try to step up again and go back into battle and they don't have it anymore. They don't have the will to fight anymore because they've truly been defeated. That's what we're dealing with with the devil. The devil's got in the ring with Jesus, got knocked down, beat down, and he thinks he's still in the fight. Yes, he does. He thinks he's still got it. That's right. That's but true. we as the believing body know, no, you've been defeated once and for all. Yes. And you're still licking your wounds and you think you can you can jab and you can you can get some get some shots in. But right. at the end of the day, like you're gonna be tossed in the pit. You're gonna be you're gonna be yes. disposed of. We're yeah. just waiting for the disposal yeah. date. Yeah, the final you know? bell hasn't been rung there. But right. it is going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be, and and you know. it's and it's amazing because in that tenth chapter of John, uh, you know, we've got two of the seven "I am" statements of Jesus right. in the Gospel of John, which are powerful statements. And of course, the one in verse seven, Jesus said, "Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door or the gate yep. of the sheep. There's no other way." Uh, you know, uh, in fact, a few chapters on down the road there. John's going to record for us that that powerful passage where you know there there I am the way the truth and the life no man shall come to the Father except by me. Now right. Satan keeps throwing up a lot of diversions, a lot of distractions. I guess you you could say he he makes still making a lot of dirty punches mm -hmm. and all that, trying to get people to go any any other direction than toward God's way. Mm -hmm. And when we get back to David here in just a moment, he's going to talk about how. Can a young person, how can a young person, uh, many of the translations will say, how, how does a young man, but I like the NLT says, how does a young person keep themselves pure and right with God? Right. And, you know, for a lot of folks, it says, well, what does that matter? No, because so many have already been indoctrinated, or we get it from all sides of every every kind of media and and voice that is uh, that's lifted up anymore that you just do what you feels right mm -hmm. that you whatever you whatever comes to your mind is fine because ultimately you're only accountable to yourself. Well, we know biblically that's not correct. We know biblically that's a dead end street uh, because we're going to be judged according to the word of God. We're going to be right. judged according to that word right there. And and of course the other statement we which we dealt into where he's talking about the thief is there in verse eleven when he says I am the good shepherd. After he says, you know, the thief comes to do what? Mm -hmm. You can identify the thief, the devil, the adversary, Satan, however you, okay. You can identify the, the arch enemy of God uh, who was an anointed cherub on the side of the north of the mountain in heaven, in the mount of God, who deserted. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about it this way. Do you want to put yourself in the hands of a deserter? He left heaven. Okay, now does that, does that speak to his high level of intelligence? He left heaven because of iniquity was found in his heart, the scripture tells us. Sin, the sin of pride. He lifted himself up 
And in fact, it, I believe it's Ezekiel, identifies that where he says, I'm going to lift myself above God, the Most High. I'm going to lift my throne above his throne, and blah, blah, blah. He, he thinks a lot of himself, you know. Uh, and it's, yeah, yeah. Well, and don't romanticize it. No, Lucifer, no, no, no. Lucifer, the devil, yeah. Beelzebub, whatever. He's not a rebel without a cause. He's not. He's no, not he has some a freedom fighter. No, he's not. He is no. not that. He's a narcissist. Yeah, the supreme. That's trying no. to. That's trying to convert everybody to self love. Yeah, that's. I mean, literally. He. He. He is. He is. In fact, it's. It's kind of amusing how how many characteristics of Narcissus, the Greek god, are just identical to that to that of interesting of the devil yeah. you know there again it's all about me 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 my 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 there, there, and you if know. you look into the satanist religion right it's all yeah. about self-gratification yeah, that's right and see so what what what's sneaky about it is is he's yeah. rebranded it as self-awareness or yes. self-identity or self whatever but the fact of the matter is it's all the same stuff it's all that i absolutely i i yeah. and in the in the that's the millennial drum. I mean, yeah, you know, well, we yeah. you know, and I'll I'll be the first to admit it. It started with my generation. It's just cascaded on. Well, it started with every generation, but it's just it's accelerated been been as here. we have yeah. these these things called social platforms and yeah. and social media where you can construct your version of your ideal self and yep. and all those things. And so, like Pastor Clark was starting to bring up, why 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 should I be reconciled to God? Right. Why is it we're talking about blessing, and and along that note, just before we dive back in here to to Psalm, um, to mention this for a second, when we talk about being blessed of God, and we talk about the yep. blessings of God, and we talk about living a life that is that puts us back into reconciliation and being blessed with God, we need to also take note of what our intentions are in that. Are you okay. strictly are you strictly trying to go up to God like it's like it's yeah. Halloween and say trick or treat, fill my basket? Are you trying yeah. to are you trying to just collect all you can from God? Right. And if so, how how are you not simply serving self? Yeah. You know, we can cuz we can get in that mode even as even as Christians or well, I should say pseudo-Christians. The, the those that those that aren't really following in the way, but they right. found out that the way is cheat codes to life. I've always I've always liked using the 10 commandments that's a good way to teach the Ten Commandments. Is that God gave us a cheat sheet, like you you, you, you want to have a happy <laughs> home life, don't like cover that. your navel. Well, I mean, I mean, no, it's, really, it's, it's really, no, it's, you know, it's and good. I've taught when I've taught my teenagers and all, I'm like, yeah. look, Ten Commandments, that's a that's a code sheet for living a good, solid life. Period. Okay. Whether you believe believe okay. the backing of God or not, like the Ten Commandments would tell you, like. This is an awesome thing. It's yeah. so on and so forth. That's why you have people, uh, sociologists and psychologists like Jordan Peterson and those kind of men who are, while they're not believers, they realize that there's a fundamental truth to the scripture that is, yes. that, is that can be applied to every person. Absolutely. That can, be, that can be relevant to the human experience, especially as we understand it in Western cultures, yep, yep. That, that the Bible is quite literally the foundation of Western thought. Yeah. Um, and and it right. is the code for life. But at yes. the same time, are you trying to manipulate God's word to your own ends? Because if you are, I would hearken you back to the time when Jesus was in the desert with the devil. 
and listen to how he manipulated the word or tried to. Exactly. And then, of course, yep. what came out of Jesus was the true unerrant word yes. and unmanipulated responses. But, exactly. But the manipulations of power don't look, when we when we go here to teach or teach or instruct or even read and learn about Psalms 119 and we say, you know, Truly, the happy ones are the ones who live in total integrity, walking with God and there in you His go. Word. That, you know, exactly. as it, as it, as it opens up. But we're not saying like, look, hey, here's here's the get rich quick scheme of Christianity, or hey, send us ten bucks and we promise you'll get whatever. That's <laughs> not what this is about. This would isn't you like a nice know, pen. No, <laughs> but I'm and, sorry, and, I and, couldn't resist. And that. there again, yep. You know, it's not all about gain. Mm-mm. It's about relationship. That's right. The relationship That's will right. produce positive gain. Yes. The relationship, any positive relationship causes growth. Yes. And the more you grow, the more you're capable of. And the more Amen. you're capable Amen. of, the more blessed you are. There so you that's go. what we're talking about when we say blessed are those. Yes. Blessed are those. Yes. And as we yeah. work through the alphabet, which is here yeah. in 119, there you go. we're not doing the lamentation alphabet. We're doing the Psalms alphabet, <laughs> which is the blessed yeah, alphabet. Like so let's it. go there. I, yeah, well, and, and to continue, well, joyful are people of integrity who right. follow the instructions of the Lord. Yeah. Okay. And then he goes on to say, I'm going to read these first eight verses. That's kind of the first okay. section. Okay. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. Mm-hmm. You see, there's that desire again. Yep. There's that intention uh, in that. They do not compromise with evil. Okay. Mm-hmm. It can't be a, it can't be a half and half kind of thing. Oh, I heard this. Uh, about the Bible, or you know, my goodness, you can you can dig up truckloads. I mean, convoys of truckloads of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in His paths, mm-hmm. in the ways of the Lord. You see, that's mm-hmm. why Jesus, when when Jesus was given clarity to some of the things involving the commandments and the law, yep. He said, "Wide is the path that leads to destruction; narrow." is the way that leads unto life. Yep. You see, there there it is right there. He says, you have charged us, this is verse 4, to keep your commandments carefully. And mm-hmm. that's correct. You see, that was one of the great things about what the law did under the old covenant is it did, it did provide a discipline and a structure, a very solid structure for not only the spiritual life and the ceremonial life, but just for everyday living. Mm-hmm. There was a structure there, things you do, things you do not do, in order to keep life on an even keel. Yep. You see? Uh, I mean, the other day I stumbled across, and it had been a long time since I had done but I was doing some research uh, for something else, and and I stumbled across that passage in, I believe it was Deuteronomy or Leviticus 1. The whole chapter was talking about sexual relationships mm-hmm. and the things you don't get involved with. Well, you know, that's that's good stuff. That is solid living. That is solid on how uh, human beings can become so tied in knots. You know, and, as I re- and I just read through that whole chapter again. And yeah, believe it or not, you talk about... Uh, <laughs> Timely, mm-hmm. uh, not just for that day, but for our day as well. We've obviously need some instruction along those lines. But anyway, you know, the psalmist is saying here that you've charged us to keep your commandments carefully because uh, mm-hmm. that's what's good for us. It's what's best for us, you know. And and he goes on and oh, that my actions, my actions. Now the psalmist interacts here 
would be consistently reflect your decrees. Mm-hmm. Now, everything goes back to him talking about what here? Laws and, and his paths and his commandments, you see, and his decrees. Verse 6, then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. And ultimately, there's that judge. There's that judge. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. said, you're going to be judged according to this word. Because mm-hmm. Jesus told people, everybody kept wanting to put him in a judgmental position and this, that, and the other. Even the demons they encountered, you know, yeah. and they said, and he said, he said, shut your mouth. It's not your time yet. <laughs> it's not time to bring those things up yet. Jesus said, even then to people, he said, the very words that we, that I speak unto you will judge you. Now you can go to the book of Luke or John one. I don't have it marked, but he talks about the fact. You know, we say, well, I thought God on his throne is a judge. Yeah, well, God issued his word via his son and via the word that had already been given. We have it right here in what we call the Bible, the Holy Bible. And, and that word is going to judge us. So the psalmist says, you know, I'm, I will, as I learned your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. And there's an exclamation mark there, which means from the original language, Mm-hmm. I believe that is with some expectation. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what does how does the amplified read verse uh, six and seven? Do you? Have yeah, it? I have it right here. Then shall I not be put to shame by failing to inherit your promises? Okay. When I have respected to all your commandments, I will praise and give thanks to you with uprightness of heart. And when I learn by sanctified experiences your righteous judgments, your decisions against and punishments for particular lines of thoughts and conduct. Wow. Now, see, now you, you're saying, good gracious. That sounds like a whole lot. Yes, well, the Amplified is just that. For those that may not be familiar with the Amplified, mm-hmm. we, we love it because it is an amplification yes. of, in this instance, the Hebrew and Aramaic text, okay? Mm-hmm. So it is going to amplify the the meanings of those words, which it would be a little wordier coming out yeah. of the old Hebrew and the Aramaic, you know, mm-hmm. and and in the New Testament in particular, where where there's you know also there'll be Hebrew and Aramaic show up there when prophets are quoted, etc. But primarily the Greek, the mm-hmm. Koine Greek, will be amplified because we know uh, just like for example the word love. Uh, basically, just just taking the word love has five different applications. Yep. And we we just say you know L O V E love, and we mean it. So well, the <laughs> Greek when it says it is saying it very specifically. Right. And then if you get into all the ad, ad adverbs and you know the adjectives of it, it, it spreads out even more. But it's very specific. Yes. That's one reason why why some of us are kind of sticklers about the Word of God because it gets very specific with us. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to own up to that because we really don't want to be obedient to that. But God really has charged us, and that, and I'll go ahead and just add this, that eighth verse. Mm-hmm. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. We're thankful for the loving kindness of God. Right. And, of course, the Psalms, David's going to have um, a number of Psalms after this. In fact, we just shared one in a memorial service, uh, sharing from one. Let me give you one right quick, because one thing that David continually does is give God credit for being long-suffering. In other oh, words, yeah. patient with us, because my goodness, don't we need that. Um, you know, in the 136th Psalm, now I just had a precious lady 
who passed in our congregation. And verse 1 of this psalm was her baptismal verse. Baptized as an adult, okay? Yep. And it's got 26 verses, and 26 times this verse talks about, the and for his, give thanks unto the Lord of lords, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Yep. So 26 verses, all 26 times, with all a variety of different applications, a variety of applications. In other words, and one of them, one of them before it closes, remember us when we're in our lowest state. Remember yeah. us when we're on the down and out, Lord, because your loving kindness is everlasting. God is patient with us. Yes. God is patient with us. So, yeah, in you this know, first section about being blessed. And about being blessed. You know, yeah. that's what, what comes to mind is the fact, what Scripture teaches us about the fact that God's Word does not come back to Him yeah. without accomplishing its purpose. Always. And, that, and that's, I think, some of, Always. What, some of what David's acknowledging here is the fact that, look, I know my life will be what it's supposed to be if I live according to your Word. I know... And I'm yes. thankful to the fact that you, what you have said would be, will be. I, I'm grateful to that. I mean, we've mm -hmm. literally read those verses as we go along here. That's right. And he, you know, that, you know, there in verse four again, God has prescribed the right way to live, obeying his laws with all of our exactly. hearts will bring glory. And you know, as it goes on into five, like that, that's what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And if we can grab hold of that, that concept, it's fascinating to start to realize the fact that like being blessed in the Lord means that like I don't have to exist. And we've talked about this some too is exist in my emotional state or my words. You know, we've talked about how different languages have so much more to unpack and there's different syntax and there's different, you know, meanings, pro, you know, pronouns and subjects and all kinds of different things okay. um, in other languages. And it adds so much. We need, you know, the Amplified unpacks more from the different languages exactly. and, and how that happens. But what we have to understand is that when God spoke, he spoke in such authority and power that all creation understood what he meant. Like there was, when he said yeah. be, yes. it wasn't like, okay, do you mean like now or later oh, or do yeah, I need Lord, to... Yeah. Absolutely. No, no, no. When he said light uh, be, I see your point. it yeah. was. And so yes. when, when and God's, it was, that's what the was. scripture says. And it was. And it was. Yeah. And so there, when he yeah. said, when he said, you know, thing, things like, like, look, you look at this, like, we'll go back to the 10 commandments. Cause it's the easiest kind. When he said, don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. When, it doesn't need interpretation. Right. Right. He didn't mean, well, only, you know, except yeah. on the third Wednesday right. of every month. Right. Or, yeah. you know, well, unless you have just yeah. cause. No, right. it actually doesn't say, yeah. when it says do not murder, Yeah. it stops there. He didn't say, well, unless somebody crossed your your, your yard that, without that, asking. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, in case, yeah. and except when somebody breaks into your house. Like, no, there's not no. exceptions to the rule. But we have to, we, we are so self-absorbed that, well, it can't completely be true to yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, It can't 100% be my yeah, rule. Yeah, how can, how can I honor my parents when they don't understand me? Or, right. you know, or well, when they didn't agree with my life choices here or there. Right. Yeah, but does that mean we stop honoring our mother and our father? No. 
say. No, but the rest, yeah. let's go into the rest of that scripture. Yeah. And it says, parents don't exacerbate your children. Exactly. Well, there you go. You see, we, we forget it, to go into exactly, that as well. Exactly. That there is, there, because yeah. love. Yeah. And that was, and I think that's why we have so much, oh, you yeah. know, the so whole, much exposition and re God has got to come into this. Right. And it's funny exactly. because he gave it to us straightforward. He gave yes. it to us straightforward. And all we see yes. through the Old Testament and the New is him having to re-explain himself. Yes. Re-explain. Like, no, no. And then when Jesus came, he's like, y'all know this scripture, <laughs> but you've been taught it wrong. Well, yeah, well, they, see, they had been taught a version of the law on top of a version of that law. Right. And, and a reinterpreted. Yeah, they, right. they had had all and, those and different. And he keeps yeah. coming back to the fact it's all about love. Yes, but and verily I say unto you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. David in this in this yeah. in the opening verses of this 119th Psalm exactly. has grasped that truth. Amen. He's like, if I'll just do what you told me to do, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it'll be great. Exactly. It'll be great. Exactly. I'll be blessed. Exactly. There's a confession here yep. that is so poignant that we just yep. need to grasp hold of, like, no, it'll be good. It will be good. It I will, will be, be it, blessed. It will be good. That's it what, will see, be, God you know, can do all things, you know, right? And, and we're, I know we'll get to this later, but uh, but com, coming off verse 6, there's a, the reiteration, and I like the words. 119.28, it said, My life dissolves and weeps itself away for heaviness. Raise me up and strengthen me according to your promises of your word. Yes. See, yes. that's yep. one of the things, yep. too, is that God said he yep. would never leave us nor forsake us, which yes. means that what he has spoken isn't all we're going to hear from him. Right. Isn't all that what? Exactly. Even in David's age, exactly. he knew there was going to be more. Yes. He knew that God yes. would never turn his back on him. Like, he knew that, that like, look, no matter how heavy my life gets, no matter, no matter how isolated I feel from you, and, of course, we're talking about a... A man living in a pre-present Holy Spirit world, you know, while he had moments, That's right. That's he right. was living in a world that was pre the, the giving of the Spirit. But he knew that even in those isolated moments, even in those sad moments when his life is just falling in on itself from the weight of everything, that God had promised him more word. God had promised to speak more into him. God had promised yes. to be providing more life to him. And so he he's already saying strengthen me with the promises of your word of what is to come. And, and I think that's something we need to grasp hold of is the fact that the truth that was is still continuously the truth that yes. is, yes. it's the truth that always will be, but it's also the fact that we need to stand knowing that if we apply those things to our life, it changes Everything about how our life looks, not only to ourselves and to God, yep, yep. but it changes the way we function in a fallen world. We go. started there today. There we yep. started here today talking yep. about the devil in a fallen world. Well, guess what? There's a devil in a fallen world and he's walking around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. But he's got his teeth pulled if you're walking That's according right. to the blessing of the word. Right. You know, right. if he's Amen. ain't got no claws and ain't got no teeth. He's just a big walking pillow. That's right. Like, you know, like they ain't nothing to be afraid of there. You know, mightier those in the word. That's what That's right. I mean. And if you don't believe that, start reading about people like Gideon. Start reading about people of the Old yep. Testament that rose up the judges and yes. those. Yes. Even even screw ups like Samson. 
We yeah. we love to talk about Samson as a great guy. He was a horrible. Me- he messed up a lot. <laughs> and a lot of his issues was narcissism. Yeah. Just like the devil. Yeah, He's like, yeah. Well, you know, hey, arrogance. You know, it's that pride. That. Yep. Don't get there. Don't get there. Be stay like yep. stay like David in these verses where he's like, No, if I just stay in you and stay in your word and mm-hmm. keep obeying the laws with our with our with my heart. That's right. With all of who I am, I won't be put to shame. That's right. Let you me know? encourage you today. Just you know, you say, How do I do it? How well, he, he starts out here, well, actually, and we'll pick it up in that next section next time, but he's how blessed, mm-hmm. you know, or as the NLT says, joyful, just goes ahead and states it as a fact. Yep. Joyful is the person with integrity in the Lord. Yep. And so how blessed are those whose way is blameless, the, the NASB version reads it, and so you just go through there like I did. Mark the th- mark the action words. Okay, how do you, how do you do it? You walk in the law of the Lord. Yep. You observe His testimonies. You seek Him. You see. You walk in His way. You you keep them diligently. You establish yourself in His statutes. Yep. You see. You just go right down here. I learn Your righteous judgments, O Lord. Yep. And so He says, "This is how I'm not ashamed." Then. As I am stacked up with the Word of God, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know, the world's going to look at you and they're going to say, "Well, you're boy, don't you think a lot of yourself?" You say, "No, no, no, not at all." But let me tell you who I do think a lot of, yeah, and and who changes my life because yep. that's the Lord God. And as we come to that New Testament application, yeah, that's the Lord God in the person of His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, yep. who lived that sinless and perfect life for us. That we could fulfill the law indeed. That's right. Because that's what he came to do. So let it be overflowing in your life today. Be blessed in that. We'll pick it up next time and go further. And we hope you just continue to walk in his ways and be established uh, in the way of the Lord. See you next time.